sideburns, sideburns. Yo, what's the word? 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 Just talking how you talking. Bosses link with bosses before you step in the office. What's the word? 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 Just talking how you talking. Bosses link with bosses before you step in the office. What's the word? What's the word? Oh, I have something to say. Have some words dropping to your light. Hurry under late. Spill that tea. What you waiting for? We just want the word. Don't tell us nothing crazy that's gonna get up on our nerves. Just chill, relax. Live in the moment while we put it on wax. We live on anchor every Wednesday of the week. So tell your family and friends where you be. Yo, what's the word? 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 Just talking how you talking. Bosses link with bosses before you step in the office. What's the word? 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 Just talking how you talking. Bosses link with bosses before you step in the office. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Another episode of What's the Word. Um, you already know I'm being joined by the legendary, the Mr. Oh shit, I done fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the only Mr. Who? Mr. What? Mr. Dijon. What's up? What's good? What's going on, y'all? Of course, we are back for another episode. Episode 22. Of what's the word? Of what's the word? You're me. So today, look, I'm always prepared. We're going to, you know, we're going to, just because Black History Month is over and all, it's February 23rd, <laughs> I mean 20, 21st, if you will say, in our, in our atmosphere. But we're going to talk about a segment that is going to tackle a lot of, you know, traumas. Uh, we're going to talk about PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder is what I'm calling it this episode and of course we're going to talk about what's our 401k about the phrase uncle time and why is it insult in our community we're going to talk about bug breaking like you know the tortures of uh slavery stuff that happened during slavery and how a little bit of it is trickle over into today's times and how we still are dealing with a lot of what happened then now, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Sarah uh, Bartman. We're going to talk about lynching, uh, becoming a federal hate gr- crime for the first time in U.S. history in over like 60 years since Emmett Till's passing. Of course, we're going to talk about um, a lot of the messy tea because we got to talk about how law at the end of Black History Month, uh, a retired NFL player. Jack Brewer uh, defends calling Trump the first African-American president. Of course, course, the first trailer of Candyman, because you know we got to talk about that. And I'm not going to say his name too many times in this episode. (laughs) Okay? So just 
just catch know. on to it. Just catch on. Just that was the first and only time that's we said it. That's the first uh, time we said his name. We ain't saying it, it no more. That's it. We keeping our name out, his our, his name out of our mouth. Of course, we talking about <laughs> Vanessa Bryant. Uh, legal team speaks out about the reports of like uh, suing the um, the uh, sheriff's department. Well, they ain't suing them, but they're talking about how the sheriff's department leaked the uh, photos, the photos from, the, uh, from the, the crash. Um, of course, we got to talk about this. Life Jennings give his 401k on his thoughts of evil. Eva, Marcel, huh? yeah, evil. <laughs> Eva, you know, I had my little, my little uh, New York accent kicking for a little while. <laughs> Eva, all right. Eva, uh, talking about changing her um, daughter's name to her husband's last name. Of course, Tyler Perry. Gotta talk about he, he uh, got some info about the uh, his uh, nephew that committed suicide in prison. Um, they did a second autopsy. Of course, Kim Kardashian says raising four black children has allowed her to be in the forefront of criminal reform and injustice. And of course, we're going to talk about Will Smith uh, playing uh, Serena and Venus' daddy in the upcoming film about the, their life and the father's background. And of course, Erica Badu, the queen, sold out a her pussy says sold out in 19 <laughs> minutes. That's how you know the pussy must smell good. I knew. <laughs> and then we have a let's talk with the John segment. Um, let's talk about role playing in gay relationships. Should roles be a thing? So we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk with baby. um. Dijon. But without further ado, uh, let's get into it. So, uh, what's our 401k on the phrase Uncle Tom and why is it an insult in the black community? Um, I think it all started like recently we got information that um, Uncle Tom actually isn't a, a a bad phrase it was called it uncle tom was a slave that basically went out of his way to make sure other slaves didn't get tortured or beat uh he would put um he would fill in you know slaves bags if he found out that they didn't have enough he'll reach out to make sure all the slaves was make sure you know taken care of but a turn uncle tom means uh uh in, in layman's terms, a Negro that goes out of their way to basically kiss the ass of their um, oppressors, if you will not say. I was about to say an ass kisser. An ass kisser. <laughs> so, Zijan, tell us, what, what, what you think about that phrase? You know what? Um, it's so weird, you know, how in society we use certain words and certain people in in names you know to ridicule and judge people um it's just, i think i know i know for me when i saw that uh post um like a couple of days ago when i sent it to you you know i was educated because you know i never knew that uncle tom was actually a person i just thought it was a name that was created you know to talk about a black you know that goes out of their way to please a white person uh -huh. you know what i'm saying but to just really sit there and to read that and to understand that this man was a 
actual person that you know helped you know his people right. you know what i'm saying so i i just feel like you know we are so uneducated so it, it's just crazy and i feel like if we don't really fully understand you know things but this this is another thing too you know i'm i'm on both ends because i feel like if they don't tell us about these things, then we don't necessarily know because right. you're not going to always find everything in history books. People are always saying, you know, if you want to find something out, put it in a book, put it in a book, but it's not always in books. You know what right. I'm saying? And who's to say that this was actually in a book? You know, someone discovered it, you know, like most things are discovered. Um, I just feel like it, it's, it's good to be educated. And I was glad that I had that educational moment, you know, within that, last you know within those five minutes you know and I, I shared it with my coworkers when I saw it you know and they say they didn't know what they never knew that either so you know it was a teachable moment for it all was. of us yeah yeah I mean I didn't know it was a person either I just assumed like it was something you call somebody right. that kiss ass because like, that's what we heard but but that's what that's mm. the thing that's that's we are trained like humans are trained learners like you mm. only know something if, if somebody, if teaches somebody you. teaching you or telling you mm -hmm. about it. So, of course, if all our lives we grew up hearing a phrase of somebody calling somebody like Oprah Winfrey or uh, just to name one person because right now <laughs> they are really calling her Uncle Tom. Mm -hmm. Like a sellout in a sense. And, of course, I feel like with time things, definitions of things do change mm -hmm. because back in slavery time uncle tom might have been seen that but over time as you see a physical uncle tom not not the real uncle tom but a person who acting like uncle tom and switching their roles into a pleasing a certain amount of people because technically if you want to call somebody uncle tom Oprah winfrey kind of fit that bit right now because we looking at uh present day we seeing her are just the people around her going out their way to interview and talk about R. Kelly's lifestyle and talk about what Kobe did in his past, but they haven't really, in a sense, went out of their way to talk about their best friend, Harvey Weinstein, hmm. that we talked about last episode, just got convicted on some crimes, the same set crimes that the other people were. So hmm. that's why we have term switching in, because of course, Things don't co go into the term of a person taking, making sure you're straight. It then went and turned into turn into a whole phrase of somebody just basically going out their way to destroy you in a sense. But um, if you wanted to look deeper into that and go into that and just analyze that for a moment, I feel like that's where a lot of people are getting a phrase and starting to call because people starting to call uh what doctor all of the wokeness people dr omar johnson and all of them shout out to them they're starting to call people uncle times and they're really changing the phrase of why we call people uncle Tom. so do so see with stuff like that do can we like do we really think that they understand or do they know you know that that's actually someone or do you feel like they're just like us you know they were ignorant taught. To it. they were ignorant to it you know I that's what they heard both. so that's how they're using it i think people it. like that know what it mean mm -hmm. but they are rather use it in a sense to get back or to hurt somebody mm -hmm. or to talk down on somebody because they was talk we talked about it all the time 
hurt, hurt people hurt people and that's what it is you know it could have it it been a positive term then now it's a negative term so it just go into you know each his own like hand in hand like i think people use it they people know what they know and they use things be, to benefit themselves all the time is what i've learned over the course of life so people are gonna do what they please like they're gonna they're gonna call the, the negative term Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom, but but they're not gonna go into detail. Uh, for one, I think the reason why our community is reacting to the term Uncle Tom in a negative light is because we have too many people of power using it in a negative light. It's like even like with the the word nigga, like. For a long time, we known that word to be a negative term, and then now you have the woke society saying, "Oh, it's niggas. It's from the ancient word this, and it mean king." Okay, but we call each other niggas every day, right? And we don't. It's like when uh, okay, if that's what that mean, then why when somebody of the opposite race calls you one? It's offensive, mm-hmm. but then we have people of the opposite race using the word right, in their songs. Using it, right? They, you know, promote it. So I was like, at the end of the day, I don't give a, f- you know, mm-hmm. I don't really care about anything that don't benefit me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mind the business that pays me. Shout out to Nicole. <laughs> uh, go get your merch and your hats all at Nicole.com. You know, got to slide that little little mm-hmm. promo in. Got a promo, but um, promo. it's just that I just, you know, people gonna people are just gonna be ignorant yeah and so it don't even it don't even matter how yeah it don't matter to even try to you know people that have their minds set and have their minds made up it's like it's no getting to them you know what i'm saying so it is what it is it is what it is but we're gonna go into more about like the talks of buck breaking and this post that i saw like uh over on twitter over the weekend and of course we're going to talk about sarah barman and, and lynch becoming the federal hate crime for the first time okay and sit tight for the tea from no other than a messy shades okay and of course we're going to talk with g john i have to say it like that G-John. <laughs> i'm all over the place right now but here's a song right now shout out to the homies out here in the hometown doing their thing new Orleans, louisiana this one is from Wu chapel by marley vibe to it jam to it whatever and um we'll be right back Screw up, then I gotta make it back. Trapping out, I made a couple racks. Hood wagon hood on the set, I'm so fucked up about the Jets. I'm just trying to live good, no sweat. Good pussy, no stress. Myself, oh, I gotta stay woke and I just wanna be blessed. I know time's getting harder. Pray to God, cross your chest. We gotta be thinking smarter. Look harder, what's next? Nobody can bring us farther. Look at Bob Marley's death. 
waiting patiently for our father. We surrounded by that. One false move, you in a coffin, you better watch the step. Sitting in no rules, you get lost in it, then you gon' get left. A human will smoke you over dog food, take a hit, he don't care. White cops doing what gang members do, but they don't charge when they fail. Fuck the ops, we got things to do, we gon' off you and we don't spare. I played the block and I made moves, but now it's time to really chill. I gotta be it for all my people, so I'm striving for a meal. I never thought when I was stuck and I was only thinking about myself. I never thought when I was clutching, thinking evil that I needed help. Where I was born is made to deceive you, so we gotta live by that still. If you wanna live long, you gotta be the reason some people ain't here. I will navigate my peers, graduate from the field. Fuck a degree on a kill. I'm about to reach me a mill. I'm going up levels fast, trying to keep balance this year. I'ma double up on every bag that I make, I gotta flip. I grew up seeing niggas cooking the crack. I grew up, then I started pushing the crack. Screw up, then I gotta make it back. Trapping out, I made a couple racks. Hood, whack a hood on the setup, so fucked up about the jets. I'm just trying to live good, no sweat. Good pussy, no stress. Myself, oh, I gotta stay woke, and I just wanna be blessed. I know time's getting harder. Pray to God, cross your chest. We gotta be thinking smarter. Look harder, what's next? Nobody can bring us farther. Look at Bob Marley's death. Nature Bar told me it felt good for him to hear that I was woke. I seen a lot of raw, touched a lot of raw, and I smelled a lot of dope. I'm off the X pill, not an Adderall, so you know I be woke. I'm on their neck still, they should lose their bread when I finish this flow. I don't know who my exes is, I just know I fucked them bitches once before. I ain't worried about no necklaces, I'm just trying to invest and take care of my folks. I can't trust my own president, how the fuck I'ma trust the pig control? I'm chasing this money from under the sun to the way that I get it in lows. It's coming fast, pretty people don't come if they ask, I don't know. I'm in my bag, I'm on the snack, first from the grocery store. I run out of bags, I be right back, I gotta run to the store. I'm getting cash, when it ain't last, I went out and then I got more. In the mess, I ain't care how I go, not a chance that I'm selling my soul. I'm that nigga, you know I won't fall, I was stuck in the trenches too long. I'm trying to make millions for songs, that's why I've been thugging too long. Catching plays on the phone, clutching kids doing wrong. I grew up seeing niggas cooking the crack, I grew up, then I started pushing the crack, screw up, then I gotta make it back. Trapping out, I made a couple racks. Hood, whack a hood on the set. I'm so fucked up about the jets. I'm just trying to live good, no sweat. Good pussy, no stress. Myself, oh, I gotta stay woke and I just wanna be blessed. I know time's getting harder. Pray to God, cross the chest. We gotta be thinking smarter. Look harder, what's next? Nobody can bring us farther. Look at Bob Marley's death. back that was from woo chapel that's that bob marley boy i like that song you heard me i gotta say it in my my new orleans accent i i, I fucks with that one that's that oh yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one but um yeah so we were talking about you know some ptsd post-traumatic slave disorders and some things that you know during slavery like how life was rough and life was torturous and how our past is starting to kind of catch up with us and it's if it had not never went away so how has the past affected our future and what's our thoughts on the negative positive things about you know the buck breaking and i don't think see no positive things mm -hmm. in buck breaking but we're going to talk about bug breaking. And if you don't know, bug breaking was something serious in slavery time. When she told me, uh, when she sent me that, y'all, this was like a, a while ago, before we even started to thought about putting the topics together. When she showed me that, I had I have never been 
so disgusted in my life when I found out is found out exactly what that was because I didn't know what that was. So to actually sit down and read that, I'm like, who does that? You right. know what I'm saying? Like that that's cruel, that's sick. You know what I'm and saying? And just say that a lot of slaves endured that a lot of slave men endured mm-hmm. buck breaking and women because women were tortured too as well like actually physically tortured during slavery so like i said uh black history month is 365 this just mm-hmm. don't you can't fit up everything that happened to Ain't us no in one month 28, 29 so days. since they want to forget about the past let's talk about buck breaking the process mm-hmm. where men were ru- routinely raped by their you know um, I don't. I, I don't necessarily think they were gay. They probably was. They probably was. They, they were, look. White well, yeah. people. White people have their whole different mm-hmm. views on their fetishes. You right. know what I'm saying? So, their white uh, gay slave owners. They did. You know that during slavery in the U.S., uh, slaveholders would buy male slaves to engage in forced homosexual acts. The buck, which is the male child, was required to uh, watch front row center of all the actions, all the actions, all the actions happen to his father to demise and humiliate him. The slave masters would uh, savagely sodomize the buck, a.k.a. the defiant male slave in front of his wife, family, friends and children. Buck breaking was the slave's master's very effective tool to keep all young black slaves from never being defiant and taking revenge. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one PTSD moment in history. And then if you reflect how males, especially black males, act when homosexual actions, how our community is very negative towards homosexuality in general like i would say a lot of people know what certain things was because like i said buck breaking didn't even stop then it kept going into another form like if you go to prison there's a code like sagging Showing like there's codes the where other sag, he's letting the man, other this, man know that he yeah, wants he's available. To, yeah, he's like a, his ass is available. it has a it has floated into the present of which we live, of which we would think, and they have inmates that were literally not in a sense where it's colorized like white males looking for the black strong male. Like no, it's like now it's like the strongest versus the weakest, and in this sense they have a lot of people that get tested by high power people like if we want to call Harvey Weinstein ass out again cause I'm dragging his ass <laughs> he in a sense was a powerful person that used his uh, platform a powerful platform to rape women in a sense that's to me that's what that is is an action to humiliate somebody into you know defying you like don't defy me again you know what i'm saying so to say that this happened to slaves in our community and looking back at the tortures and the traumas that a lot of slaves went through and still went through you see why 
so many people are reacting to certain things now it's like yeah they might not know but it just history passed through the bloodline so you don't really have to know your history for you to experience your history like you could be born into being broke then you become broke you know what I'm saying? Like, your mama putting your name on a light bill. Your credit fucked up. So then when you start having children, you put your children name. Like, it's like a recurring cycle that, unbeknownst to you, a lot of people get caught up into the cycle just being around and being in it. But how the way stuff, like we talked about Zara and her sex change and how so many men came after a, a dad and his the transitioning daughter like who didn't give a fuck about just disrespecting them you know what i'm saying that is a part of the trauma that a lot of people faced in america that never got handled never got looked at as like if we're going to talk about federal hate crimes and lynching in 60 years ago people were still getting lynched like that's still traumas today where People are people are still, still are scared to be. Right. People are still getting. There lynched. are people that live in rural areas that are still getting kidnapped, and you can't. I read this. Shout out to StoryCorps because I I follow them on Facebook, and they do a lot of stories, and they did a lot of stories on Black History Month, and they had a story about this man where he basically almost got buck broke in a sense by. Uh, a sheriff that was about to arrest him, not, I wouldn't say the action of bug breaking, but he actually was about to be tortured. Like, they was about to slice his uh, penis off and tied him to a tree and everything. He still have nightmares. And that was literally 40 years ago, 40, 50 years ago for him. And he's still alive. So people still have family members that passed that were affected like once this stuff don't just go away and it's just so much mm-hmm. to deal with because mm-hmm. it's it's a trauma that i might not if it might not never affected my family but if it's affecting somebody that looks like me that's from my community it's gonna eventually trickle down and affect me at some point where it be a personal level or a, a, a empathetic human level mm-hmm. where i'd be like damn I empathize with that person because mm-hmm. I wouldn't imagine how how I will react to mm-hmm. that situation. So mm-hmm. it's just that's just one mm-hmm. part of the trauma right. that our people mm-hmm. had to face. But I mean, go ahead, go I ahead. get, I you know, I, I get what you're saying in that standpoint. Um, I just look at it as far as what was done back then, and I look at it as in the the prison standpoint, you know, where mm-hmm. men, they are scoping out, you know, that weakest person, you know, that, you know, they can get and, you know, they are performing, you know, sexual acts on that person. I look at it in that sense. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily look at it in a way of, you know, that's why a lot of, you know, men or black men are against homosexuality um, due to that reason, you know, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just, uh, comes from something you know deeper in you know within the world the world and you know and things like that you know so you know that i I just look at it like i feel like a lot of things that happen to you know people of color you know 
in slavery. I feel like that it is being, it's still being done today, but within our prisons. And I feel like if people were to actually sit down and really investigate what are going on in these prisons, prisons are supposed to be for people to rehabilitate themselves. Okay. Rehabilitate themselves. But it feels like a lot of stuff, you know, that was done back then is being done to a lot of our men in prison as well when they're supposed to be rehabilitating, like you said, but yet they're being, you know, beaten. They're being raped, you know, being forced to do things that they shouldn't, you know, be doing when they're supposed to be rehabilitating. But when, you know, it's like you're you're fucking your mind fucking them, you know, in a sense. Mississippi just had like Jay-Z and a lot of uh, artists right now are just now getting into the criminal justice reform, like on a like on the forefront because um whatchamacallit, what's his name? In Mississippi, they had this flood, like the prison flood, flooded out. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, the um, inmates was just stuck to be in the flooded waters and stuff like that. Like, that's a part of the stuff. Like, all of that is trickled down into the into the prison, prison population and, 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 um, and the uh, prison population and, and just in general, the world is starting to be affected and know about more and more stuff that's going on. But also let's talk about like how it's like they use certain instruments in slavery, like to get you to be, to conform to the, to them. So it was like, I got this off of Twitter and it was like, slavery is, is worse, far worse than the worst Oscar uh, bait slavery movie you've ever seen physically, emotionally white, think slavery was just whips and chains like there weren't livestock but livestock was treated way different and that's true because they treat they we they'll they'll cry right now over a dog before they'll cry for for any black person that was shot in the street but uh this person was saying the pair is called the pair anguish was it was a device created by europeans that was used on slaves in the 1900s and that the pair 1800s i mean in the 1800s and the pair as it was called was inserted into the male's rectum and if you refuse sex with the slave master the key was inserted and turned until you were you know you was fully open shit all damaged all that shit and then it was like or even death you can die from this of course in turn of bleeding and it said if it was the female slave refused uh sex it was uh put into her vagina and done the same thing and she could have in turn been um can't conceive any more children after that and then if you were a liar they put it in your mouth and then you turn and then your jaw broke but see this without let's talk about this how all that's being done in the 1800s, and you know about sexual transmitted diseases. If you sticking this in mouths, ass, and vagina, you know how many cross contaminations is that? That's why we got all these goddamn diseases right now. I don't want to be funny in this moment, but I'm just be reading stuff and analyzing stuff, and I'm like. But do you feel like all of that was around back then? Because it probably, baby, there was dying. The black death. They was dying. They didn't know what it was. They was just collapsing at folk at uh 
at, at certain have, times yeah, of their life. They were just dying. It could have been a number of things though. Like, but just all of that dehydration, concept. starvation, like just, woo. just, uh, that's just nasty. That all that was yeah. being done. And you probably that's why we got use, all these goddamn of course, diseases of right course now. You using all, you using the same thing that you used on about twenty other. They did not have condoms. Mm back then they didn't white folks didn't even Condoms didn't a, come into like the 90s anyway no they didn't come into like the late 80s the late well, like yeah. round around the 80 early yeah, 80s, 80s like 90s, around that yeah. time like no niggas didn't start using them until around that time when everybody was coming off the face of the earth from AIDS. they don't know how you getting it so back to that though but like just like damn like i see why a lot of black men don't like to they butt being played with for real because like if you uh, see some stuff like that and you heard about some stuff like that you wouldn't want nobody to play with your behind you wouldn't want nobody to you know touch you in no kind of way that could symbolize like that kind of torture especially if you didn't heard about it or somebody then it didn't happen to somebody in your family because like i said people are still alive my oldest ancestor lived to 120 so like people are still alive to tell stuff torturous stuff that happened to them if not alive it's been passed down through generation to generation through generation of family that say you remember uncle leroy got kidnapped that night and they tortured uncle leroy and took his tongue out his mouth like that's what i'm trying to say like that kind of stuff was passed down stories was passed down but like what you think about these little devices like they was coming up i feel like it's slave masters like, was going a little bit too far like to I, get people to uh conform we already didn't know the right. language so all you had to do was hit a motherfucker we didn't know the language we didn't know where we were like we, we just, didn't know nothing nothing and for you to nothing. be how y'all even come up let's make something to go in their ass to screw like who who thinks of these devices sick and cruel people just like i said it's just sad it's it's, I, I don't even know what else. It's just cruel. It's just horrible. Like and so this you is have the to history. be a low down person to do stuff like that. You know what? Um, what I liked about American Horror Story. Um, I don't know if you saw. I saw watching it after season two, baby. I saw watching season it. three. Coven. They talked a lot oh, about. Oh, that was season three. That's what I saw watching it. The one that was here. Yeah. Where they talked about, you know, the 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 slave master. Um, Marie La La Rue or something like that and how she tortured slaves. She had a chamber and she tortured them. She had, it was just like a dungeon just full of things that she used to torture her slaves, you know, the ones that were defiant, you know, that didn't listen, that lied, that did deceitful things, you know. Uh-huh. It Right underneath her house, mm-hmm. you would have a party going on and you have slaves being tortured. Yeah. Right under the house. And I actually, I see, I believe in the paranormal and I watch a lot of paranormal uh, stuff on Saturdays, and they had this episode where mm. they talked about the slave. Uh, I, I think that's the same person. Marie she Lala, was a, yeah. She was a real she was slave, a slave master, master, and it said the energy at that plantation was so strong, like they even had like an it's entity. On, um, com- oh, uh, is it? I know it's on Delphine or something like that. No, it was no. This then it's not the same person because this person. Um, had an actual plantation house. That's how. Oh, okay. So it was a house. It was um. They they're the French. E- they moved from France to New Orleans. 
and was torturing motherfuckers. And like the, I think it was like the eighteen hundreds or something. That's like around that. the time. Yeah. Like, oh, see, that's the vice see, was coming up in see, the eighteen hundreds. That's what I like about shows like that because they cut no corners, and I, that's what I really, especially that, that like, season, yeah, like it really opened your open your eyes. Even with uh, one of the other seasons, they had Royal Oak. They talked about a slave master that had uh, a relationship with a homosexual slave you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it's just like it's just so much you know that that went on that we just don't know about you know what i'm saying and that's why i like shows like that because it opens your eyes to you know things that you never knew about but like that one little paranormal episode i was saying mm-hmm. they, they, had, a of, they had a lot i could believe a lot of energy her. at that yes. house and the slaves hundreds was tortured in the, hundreds. And, and it was getting some readings from certain areas yes. especially where the slave quarters was and it was just like the energy is real. That's why they a, talk about like the energy in them um the Hard Rock hotels still being up, and they trying to say like that. That's the energy. I just say that's co- coincidental, but I do believe in the energy mm. that is real. If that was the case, the bodies would have knocked the whole building down, and I would have been getting a check because I would have made sure <laughs> <laughs> I would have got hit by a pebble or something. <laughs> but um, that's just. Many forms of the torture that slaves got had to endure, and that the people around that had to endure, and it's just torturous. But we're gonna we're gonna take another break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna listen to. I mean, no, we're gonna talk about uh, Sarah Bartman and how that how that one person basically shaped uh, just female how's female sexuality, and then how it then transi- transitions into the rap hip hop female culture and how booty shaking and jiving is okay now but this person she was actually put on display for it free a freak uh, she was in a freak show and they basically and they until then she died they had her body in a museum naked just like how they had her in a freak show go talk about federal hate crime becoming a uh, lynching becoming a federal hate crime and of course we're gonna talk about that messy tea from the messy shade and we're gonna talk uh let's talk with Dijon but here's one from uh, uh, a past uh what's the word artist that submit some music of course if you want to submit your music hit us up with uh some fire yeah in the email at g uh at what's the word 504 at gmail.com this one is dedication featuring Flocko the Don by the homie Jay Badge. Go out there and check out this new joint from him and give him a follow on our behalf. You're me. Fell down a couple times but never fell off. Dedication, that's what turned me to my own boss. Hollywood the words, like I might need my own cross. Cross me and be ancient in your front yard. Respect is earned and we knew that since the schoolyard. I put this working out on talking less is money calling. It ain't no new niggas I hate, I gotta say this often. They call the bio squad when they see no way we sparking. Ayy, yeah, we got the wave too, I do it for the family and niggas who ain't make the news. Killer on this mic, gon' tell your partner to run the jewel. Got heavy ties inside this game, that's why I can't lose. OD say I'm off the chain like it was 02. And we applying pressure, nigga, that's a big move. I bet no one shit controlling what I can't. It's money, get the talking reason why I don't. Stand no wood, put in seven, and it's dope. I don't get high, I just be smoking, not the choker. My mama gone and they be hitting, I don't know. My liver damage, all the syrup, I don't put up. Hey, yeah, real situations. Way too many nights, I felt it like I wouldn't make it. I'm sick of withdrawals, we talking about we fucking later. And damn right that a nigga wouldn't fuck her later. Uh, 
Dedication by the homie Jay Badge. Go check out his music. Follow him on our behalf. We back for another time to talk. This is your girl, Kiss Calhoun, you hear me? And we were talking about some PTSD moments in slavery. Because like we said, slavery didn't just don't end. And you can't give a slavery uh uh, you just can't talk about black history in 28, 29 days and release you. But we're going <laughs> to talk about Sarah Barbin. So, DJ, tell us a little about our uh, kinfolk. Sure. So, who is Sarah? Sarah Barbin was a South African woman who was paraded around freak shows in London and Paris two centuries ago with crowds invited to look at her large buttocks. Bartman was exhibited in a cage alongside a baby rhinoceros nicknamed Hotten Hotten wait what is it Hotten Totten Venus and used by Europeans to exemplify their European white superiority so of course let's talk about that like how a person could be paraded and be new like if you go look at the pictures of Sarah Bartman, you go Google them, and you can Google them right now. It's like a large, I know exactly big what it is. black mm-hmm. woman, but you can sit a stool on, and it's people threw things at her like she was a freak show. Like that was something that white people got off on laughing at. And when I look back at that, that was like saying, in a sense, how we re. re we look at it now it's like whenever we see a fat person big and loving themselves like Lizzo out here flaunting her body just the same way and we re- ridiculing it we repeating history of Sarah Bartman right. like but in a sense do Lizzo know like do she know what 
really like I'm pretty sure Hot Top and Venus didn't want to be paraded having her ass out and made a mockery out of and like now it's like okay to do it like well you know honestly it, in a sense it is but you know you still have majority people that are you know belittling her and you know but no being, I'm talking know, about like back in the day like that it was no hurrah moment for that like all of it was somebody belittling her but don't, but don't you was, think she that's was in what a freak they, show right but don't you think that's what they were doing they were hurrahing it they were showing her off but in a but in a sense making a mockery making a fool it, of her but that was a what curvy it was. woman that that was exactly what that was and it was a freak show is mm-hmm. what i'm saying like but now the uh self-esteem of it mm-hmm. as far as as far as big butts, yeah, because big now butts. you have women of different cultures that want, want a ass. big ass. And they will do anything to go do it, to go and enhance it. Even our own women, like if they don't have the naturally And some ass, men too. Of course. Because I know they gonna, I thought about they gonna, gonna, Don't get no butt shots. <laughs> Kay Michelle got a hole in her ass right now because she fell in love with the butt shots. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my God, like, People was you went we went from throwing peanuts to somebody who naturally had the curvy to, to like yeah go and so have your ass out at the, the Lakers game sweat the seats out it's like now it's like <laughs> now it's like yeah embrace your beauty queen and it's like are y'all serious like for me it's like at the end of the day even though she got the self-esteem to like parade her butt it's like people still make fun of people that have big butts and being fat and just being ugly and if you fat ugly and you got a big ass like they 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 calling you all kinds of names and just for for the say that she was put next to a rhinoceros why would they probably put her next to one because they try to probably say that she that's what emulated. She, that's what emulated. Well, that's what she resembles. That's what she looks like. And so it's like, in, in, in hindsight, they were trying to play on her appearance and play on her body as a bad thing. And now we have Kim Kardashian. Like, in the paper magazine not too long ago, Kim Kardashian did a pose yeah. like her, like they made her do. It's the same pose that the lady had to Making do. Making a mockery. And it was it. like, now it's like, but for Kim Kardashian to be somebody of another race, race and nationality and for it to be done is like, girl, like, if only you knew what people went through mm-hmm. for that. Like, now it's like we parade our nakedness and our just openness to certain things. And it's just, it's baffling how back then, stuff was going and like how it reflects now yeah. and how everything it's just wow just, just like my mom said like a while back everything that is being done that is being worn nowadays is just rotating back into when this first, era to mm-hmm. this decade people you know doing stuff like they've created the trend but the trend was already set it right. was already done it's, and and not only that you just overdoing it yeah but Let's talk about Lynch and becoming a federal hate crime for the first time. Go ahead, DJ. Okay. So 65 years after 14-year-old Emmett Till well, was, was Lynch. I was close. Five years off. <laughs> was Lynch in Mississippi. The House has approved legislation 
uh, uh, designating lynching as a hate crime under federal law. The bill introduced by Illinois Representative Bobby Rush and named after Till comes 120 years after Congress first considered anti-lynching legislation and after dozens of similar efforts were defeated. The measures were approved 410 to 4 on Wednesday. The Senate unanimously passed uh, vitally... Um, I didn't. I'm sorry. Wait, okay, wait, wait hold on. The Senate un- 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 ugh, unanimously unanimously passed. You got a little Fantasia. <laughs> no, because I'm trying to read it so fast. Virtu- virtually identically legislation last year, although that bill wasn't named for till President Donald Trump is expected Our to sign the bill. President. Which, girl, designates <laughs> lynching as a federal hate crime punishable by up to life in prison, a fine, or both. Okay. So I was talking about this, and I was like, damn, about time we get the one thing that been needed to be passed as a hate crime should have been a hate crime. And I don't know how it's going to look for Justice Smollett for faking that. Because now that it's a federal hate crime, Girl, he, he probably going down. he probably gets some charges. He is up, going down. Up on that that boy going that. that boy gonna do some time in jail. They uh, got his behind. Homeboy then fucked up the family name. He the black sheep now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just wow. Federal hate crime finally lynching. It should have been. I have to say. That I never thought on been. my lifetime, I thought maybe in my grandparents' lifetime that that would have been mm-hmm. classified as a hate crime. But in my lifetime, it took it to 2020 for it to 120 be 120 years later. And 420, five, how many years we've been in slavery? You know, I don't keep count. We probably be, we probably <laughs> about to be at 500 now. <sighs> Uh, and all time. the slaves that were lynched, like people who were tortured, it was like, you know what? Now, the, it's, I wouldn't say it's a victory, but it's a bittersweet moment for like history because you know how if you look back at all the people and you look at images of people that was celebrating people um, being lynched and people are still being lynched in this dead age don't get it twisted two years ago two african-american men were uh lynched um in rural parts of i think one was in oklahoma one was in like uh missouri i'm not sure i I don't remember but i know that it was recent where they were found hung to a tree Mm -hmm. and they were trying to say that it was suicidal like things but i don't think somebody gonna sit up there and tie a whole noose and then tie themselves up to a tree i don't think that's that they were gonna do but <sighs> we could go on and on about this topic but i'm just i had to get it out in the open mm-hmm. about our post-traumatic stress uh disorder from being having a his history of tortures and um as descendants from slaves um, our ancestors, all of our ancestors were affected, but those who were and the stories that were passed down through generations, like I said, when I first learned about Emmett Till, I was in the 11th grade, and I had asked my grandmother about Emmett Till because she grew up in Mississippi, and she's a little older. She was born in 39. I think he was born a little later than her. 
and he got even with Emma Till like Ben, she was like in those times you just you just mind your business. Basically, you didn't go out to try to. Uh, yeah, because you didn't want that to happen. You didn't to you. want that to happen. You stayed where you were supposed to stay. You didn't go out and try to be in other places where you weren't supposed to be. And it just was sad that she lived through knowing that somebody like that got killed and just just asking her questions and then her saying these stories. That's how you know, like the. PTSD and people lives through people who were around people, right. in that time. For my grandma to tell me a story about um, Emmett Till. And not only that, right after she was born, um, Stanley, the, uh, the, the, the guy, the little kid that was 12 years old, uh, Stanley Jr., he was a... Uh, uh, convicted of a crime uh, and killed at um, at 12 years old, executed in about 80 days. It took 80 days to execute a 12-year-old and found out that he didn't even kill the girls. Of course he didn't kill them, but he was the last person to be seen with the girls. So they assumed that, boom, this nigga killed them. I'm just looking at the questions that you uh, had at the end of it, and it's like, mm -hmm. how has the past affect our future? To me, um, it's still affecting our future it because is. it's still going on. It you know, still is. we could let's look at you know Trayvon Martin and you know uh, just a list of names. You know, being Sandra Bland being killed, Michael Brown by people Eric that Garner. are supposed to be protecting us. <laughs> we could keep quote going unquote, on. You know what I'm saying? But just like it was, the same stuff that was going on back then, it is going on now, but it's just in a different form, and they try to hide and it. And now it's, and make it's it blue seem against like it's, you. Right. It's blue it's against, blue against you. you. And it's like, you know, it's like you have to protect yourself and you have to be for yourself because no one is necessarily really protecting you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it, it's just it's just an ongoing thing. I'm going to leave it like this. And you I feel like live by the the, sword or die right. by and the I feel sword. like with the with the negative and the positives, um, to me, as far as like the positive, of course, of course, with the negative, you know, it's continuing to go on. But as far as like with positives, I think more people are becoming more educated about, you know, certain things. And, you know, with all of this stuff going on with, you know, police officers killing, you know, on, on black men and women, um, it's opening a lot of people's eyes and it's getting people to actually do research and educate themselves on their rights and, you know, things like that and what they can and cannot stand for. So I, I feel like, you know, with that, there is a positive. I feel like there's a positive within anything if you really think about it. And I think that's the positive that we get out of that. Mm -hmm. Not only that, the positive, like I said, is finally federal hate crime. Mm -hmm. So now you can't. You could either go to jail for life or you could get fined. And a lot of people will say, why fine? Because they had actually had people that will play like that. They will play and try to hang and then turn around and say, oh, well, I didn't mean it for it. Mm -hmm. So now we got to find you. So just learn, be educated, and continue to let history speak for itself and let the darkness finally come to the light. But in speaking of darkness coming out to the light, uh Retired NFL player Jack Brewer defends calling mm -hmm. Trump the first black president. <laughs> I am just 
<laughs> and this tea, I can't even laugh at it because this tea it's just, is coming from the messy shade because you know they got the mess. This this tea have to come from the messy shade. <laughs> That's how you know it's tea, okay? So go ahead, DJ. Tell us, spill, you know spill this tea. You know what's fucked up about this entire <laughs> thing? I'm looking at this picture. And it's oh, it's a we shell. It's a bunch of Uncle Toms in and a you picture. You only see one white person. <sighs> it's a bunch of. This is why the term Uncle Tom is referred differently in 2020. It's because we got a. <laughs> I, I wish y'all could just see my face right now. Like I am disgusted. I am so disgusted right now. Somebody. But <laughs> this is our job, so I'm gonna go ahead and report they it. Make this world a better place. Hand to hand with Trump. Boy, they do anything to get it back. Martin in Luther office. King is flipping in his grave, Girl. baby. Okay. Well, technically, he wanted this in his dream, right? He had a dream that. So technically, he not flipping. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> Retired NFL baller Jack Brewer ruffled some feathers after he hailed President Donald Trump as the nation's first black president. <laughs> Brewer made the conversation, uh, made the con- uh, controversial statement when he and other black Trump supporters met with the president at the White House for a roundtable discussion. And I quote, I've got to say this because it's Black History Month. And then you say this shit during Black History Month. The, the last see, see day of say, Black History Month. See why I say Black History Month is a joke? They make a mockery of Black History Month. And it's a freaking shame. But, man, you're the first black president. Brewer told Trump as the rest of the room cheered before they gathered around Trump and prayed with him. As expected, people on social media gathered Brewer for his shocking comments, but Brewer made it clear he wasn't backing down. He said, nah, he ain't backing down, Mo. Brewer responded to the criticism by tweeting out the following. Being African-American is determined by your lineage. Being black is determined by your willingness to serve and defend black people. Girl. During the discussion, Brewer praised Trump for his accomplishments since being president, such as his prison reform efforts. He also spoke passionately about him. I've been a Democrat all my life, but I'm not a Democrat now, the former Vikings player turned ordinate minister said, according to the Washington Times, you've changed me. You've touched me and you made my work go to another level. You inspired me. And every time I go into those prisons and I ask my guys how many of them reach out. had their sentences <laughs> reduced and they raise their hands, I know I'm doing God's work and I thank you for that. I'm sure Brewer not uh, knows that Barack Obama was, in fact, our first black president, but Twitter made sure to remind him. What uh, Jack Brewer said about Donald Trump, the first black president, was so disrespectful, so unpatriotic while pound mag um and 45 still get mad at a knee on the ground during a song this guy respects the first black potus and trump grins like an idiot your ancestors are rolling in their grave one twitter user wrote i threw up in my mouth when i read this because he didn't just insult president obama he also uh, tried to minimize the relationship 
the relationship president clinton had with african americans what joke i want to talk to jack brewer another tweeter another twitter user saved so kiss calhoun and what's the word what are your thoughts you already know know. um i i hate it like i hate kiss ass black men dog and for you to sit there and to make a mockery of not just our first black president barack obama you make in you're making a mockery of black people in general see here's what the they thing. really have to understand is he is only doing this to of course get those votes so he can get in for another second term they always do shit like this towards the end of their terms to get those votes you know what i'm saying see, here's the thing this is why it's i just, say ooh. i think you have to take jack Brewer. please i need to see you i, I need to talk I to think, you i think what our people have to do is stop thinking like we think we the way we think is critical and i have to say that i agree to disagree with him because what black person what the reason why they call him the first black president is black people expected obama to do what trump doing right now and that is but he did that though right no i'm talking about as far as the way he handled people like how he say what he want to say and can't nobody do him nothing. He did, in a sense, what he's saying is he acted more black than Obama did. And this is what I have to say. Every, every hip-hop artist that got in trouble overseas over the year and been in prison, Trump got him out of prison. Yeah, because of who he Wait, is and no, his name, the, of course. It don't matter about that. It do matter about that. It don't matter that. about that. What I'm saying is he used it to do what he want. That's what I'm saying. He used his power to do what he want, and they expected our actual first black president to use his power to do what he want. They wanted our first black president to be on Twitter talking reckless and being like, oh, I'm going to say what I want on Twitter fingers. They expected our first black president to do that. But Trump is doing that. It's, that's what I'm saying. In a, in a sense of how he's acting mm-hmm. is black is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because just like black Twitter, Black Twitter, as soon as he said what he said, uh, Burroughs said what he said, Black Twitter got on him and was like, bro, do you know we had? But it had nothing to do about, it's not necessarily had anything to do with him being black. It's him acting black. Obama didn't really act black for the black people. Yeah, what guess I'm what? Because he has class. Trump is an no. f- asshole. What I'm saying is, don't we have Boosie who acts an ass and say what he wants? But this, but don't this we have we have we a do. lot of black people that on mm-hmm. higher levels mm-hmm. that speak mm-hmm. the way they want no matter who they, who, who no matter who it is. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Snoop Dogg didn't give a about mm. Gail and her being mm. a uh, elder. He just mm. like, you raggedy dog head ass. Like, that's what I'm saying is where they're getting mm. this from. Like, his, see, his actions mm. are more mm. so black than mm. to say he is, he is, he is black. But see why I get, I don't, I disagree with you. Who, how can you sit, well, how can someone sit there and say that 
that's acting black. You sitting here and you're reacting to stuff on Twitter. For one thing, Twitter is a social media. It's a social media outlet, just like Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. You're allowed to make opinions about stuff. Yeah. Black people are not the only people that do that. Everybody's there. Not, white people. I is, don't think he's no, saying that. Uh-uh, but no, I don't like the fact that he's he's putting that no. and saying, no, 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 what no, I'm no, saying, no. What I get, I'm saying I get is what that you're he's saying. using, they're saying that just like the entity black Twitter Soon as they disagree with somebody that disagrees with blackness or anything pertaining to black, they will get on you. They're trying to say like he's that type of energy. He he says what he wants. He get he do he uses he uses his power to do what he wants. And what they're saying is a lot of people, and this just not present day Trump supporters, a lot of people started to feel this way when Obama got his second term, that he really wasn't going off like he should have gone off, or not just saying like going off like using his voice, but just like going and using his power to get what he want and doing what he want, because you can't do that as a president. As you can see, you we starting to see how one president is using his power to get what he want, whether it's we know we know Trump then did some shady ass, dirty ass shit, but he got away with it. He got away with it. So it's like and when we when you talked about Bill Clinton, a lot of black people call Bill Clinton our first black president. Out I'm gonna put it like an age bracket. Yeah, the because- people who my mama's generation mm-hmm. Call him our first black president, and Bill Clinton was the first person with the whole three strikes rule that affects black people. So I'm, that's what I'm saying is like we use terms to put people on pedestals, but not seeing that in hindsight, what they're doing to affect black people. Nothing that Trump that's doing now has helped us in a way other than the fact that lynching, he signed a bill or the House made a bill for lynching that should have been passed if you was if I would have given the opinion, that should have been the first thing that was should have been, been passed. And yeah. in years ago decades ago. Decades ago uh, on top of that, I just feel like they're trying to say his the way he body and stuff, the way he the way he the way he's using his platform by force to get what he want as far as what he said he was going to do in his campaign. That's something that they expected and a lot of black people expected that out of Obama. Him being the first black, physical black president, they expected him to be like, yeah, we need this. We need that. We need this. Like, you know what I'm saying? My problem but I have that's with, just how people feel. My problem I have with Trump and people that support him. Trump is an asshole. Trump is a bigot. Trump does things to make himself look good. Trump doesn't give a fuck about anybody that lives in America, the world. He only cares about himself. To me, I feel like he doesn't even care about his own fucking children and his wife. My thing is, who wants a president to sit down and sit down literally and tweet all day? Like you don't have other fucking shit to do. I think it's more of That's what the, we knew. What, my we, thing, what we learned, like like we said earlier in the show, what we learned of what a president should be and what shouldn't be. And it's the first president that's doing the opposite of what 
should be. He should not be doing what he's doing. You don't. My thing. No, I'm is, talking about as far as being on Twitter and being active, is, tweeting all the time. That's not something that's the president not something ever you should done. Be doing. He's the he's the only, first he's the first president that does that. Everybody else has had somebody handle that. Tweet this. I need you to do this. Do this. Do that. He's actually sitting there like he, like he has nothing else to do. That's why I don't respect him. I don't respect this Jack, whoever the fuck he is. Fuck you. I think it's more like this. No, this is my. Go ahead. This, go this ahead. is my thing. I don't like that. I didn't like the fact that you know they coined. Bill Clinton as the first black president because at the end of the day, he's still a white man. Yeah, he was quote-unquote for the black people, but guess what? At the end of the day, he's still white. Just like Trump is still white. So my thing is, how dare my thing is, how dare you sit here and you say that he's the first the first black president? You're not you're saying that shit out of a spite because you know it's gonna get people riled up. You know people are gonna feel some type of way about it. That's my thing. I think people So my thing is how would you how I just don't understand how can you sit there and you can defend somebody like that when he doesn't give a fuck about you or anybody else in this world. I think that I put it like this. A lot of people do things on their own, on their own, like, recordings or what they want to do. But I just feel like people have, like, opinions. People have their own way of what they think, like, how they view what you view. They view, we all viewing it the same, but I'm understanding it in a completely different light. Jack Burr, Burr understands it in a completely different light. That's why they they have so many black folks that was Trump. I mean, at the end of the day, black they had a lot of black folks that were Trump supporters and Trump fans way before he even ran for president. So it's like, in the end I of the day, people understand understand things from their own view their own mm-hmm. viewpoints My, they I have, have their own viewpoints i just have a problem with you saying that and you making it seem like not you i'm talking I, about i know who you're talking, about, talking about him i don't that's what is wrong with me for you to to sit there and say that you coin something that black people do and make it seem like that's we're, we're the only people doing that. Yeah. That's not like that. Everybody goes on Twitter and express their feelings and their emotions and their opinions but on things. But be honest. Can't nobody clap like black Twitter. Of course, because we make jo- <laughs> we're making jokes. That's where black Twitter come from. And can't nobody clap like the messy shade. What people need to understand <laughs> is black Twitter came from making jokes. That's what it is. It had nothing to do with no serious matters or anything. Black Twitter didn't come from that. Black Twitter came from the humor of things out of out of uh things, but not serious the, uh topics. Also, no. also with black Twitter That's what, and don't, don't people right of other people who may disagree with certain things, they also have to reflect and understand that people might not agree of with course. you uh right. Agreeing, I understand to his opinion, but guess that, what? But I'm saying I, I see why. I don't agree with I it. I see why he said that. I preferably don't care about his opinion, and to me, he could get hit by a car for all but I care, and I really wouldn't also, care. Also, we have to just be, res- you know, be reminded of. I thought you were about just, to say be respectful. No, be reminded <laughs> of that. Everybody, everybody just have their own opinion. And like that's I fine. said, a lot of people felt like Obama, as a black physical color hue, whatever, did not do enough because they wanted him to get up there and act the fool. Not just act black. a fool, of but let, let's just when say he it. was being disrespected, let's, let's say people it. were literally 
disrespecting him in because his own they, cabinet. They wanted him to act. They wanted I him to act different, to be, to act the way he is. They wanted to see that. They wanted to see a black man act the fool because somebody disrespected him. No, I feel him. like he he could have no, he could have he, he could have did it in his uh-uh. own way, but it's like certain stuff that he let slide that he shouldn't. Let, I feel let like slide. he did what he needed to do. I feel like he stood his ground he was being a respectful person he stayed professional at all times at the end of the day yeah they had people that didn't really you know care for him in his second term but guess what to me i could respect president obama a whole lot more as a professional person versus trump as a complete asshole because that's what he's being he's not being professional he's not being respectful of his job as the president of the united states that's why i will never respect him as the president of the united states but and jack, i will take that to my grave period but jack you got a lot of black folks mad at you saying Trump and i'm a, one of them he was the first black president see me. but look here period see i me. see why you say that because me is ignorant and see he said me he ain't biting down he ain't saying nothing more he like twitter what's up and and, and me. He like, and yeah. I at you. But, but look, the di- let me, I'm going to leave it on this note. The difference between him is he's hiding behind the keyboard because guess what? Don't call him no black people because black people, we do action. We don't just Baby. talk, period. He, he said, I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. But period. like I said, we pull up, baby. We if don't you just look talk. at it, if you look at we it, we don't talk. Like, and right now, if, if you want to get something passed, you better run it through Trump right quick. Like, What's up? He Let the weed get legalized. He's giving a lot out Let so the he can get his get ass back in for the next four hey, years. Hey, if he get weed legalized, baby, look here. I ain't got to tell y'all who I voted for if he legalized. You're a fucking save. <laughs> you, you better continue to smoke hey, it illegally because hey, you'll never get it legalized. He going to pass it. But, okay, we're going to talk and about... we're not saying <laughs> that fucking name. Bitch, you I... You're going to do that topic if you say that <laughs> So the <laughs> sequel dropped because <laughs> we not saying this nigga. Jordan Peele's new movie, new his new executive role project. Uh, shout out to uh, I'm not saying it. That's we said it once during the show and that's it. No, you said that. <laughs> so John Peele did took it upon himself to f. Speaking of messing with black people. He goes and take the one movie black the one folks. that targeted black folks. You could have did Blair Witch sequel. You could have <laughs> did. You could have did Tales from the Crypt sequel. He go mess this with. This gonna do one of the one things that terrorized black people you in the nineties. You could have did the Bloody Mary. This boy said Candyman. Now that's two, that's and I ain't time. saying it no more. <laughs> He didn't fucking go ahead. We can't even sing the sing the song "Say My Name" no more because no, that's just so he creepy. Didn't it up and oh Lord, say now. my name, say my name. Like I was like, ugh. <laughs> if I didn't like Destiny Child, I really don't like him though. So uh, after months of anticipation, the trailer for the upcoming remake of the classic 1992 horror film has been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. I mean that. Y'all have to understand. That was one thing that I was terrified of growing up. And let me tell you, I love that is I love that movie. I love the that one because I didn't really like the the uh the 
the sequels follow behind it. I think they had like two of them I because they, they had, had one that was filmed out here. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't that too one. much like those, but I really, really like the classic one, and it's actually on Netflix. So, <laughs> so um, Monique made me uh, boycott I'm, Netflix, so I'm not on Netflix. I like the no movie, more. but I am not saying it, and I mean I'm not saying it. <laughs> so, has uh, the trailer has finally been released. <laughs> While the film from director producer Jordan Peele looks amazing, fans are obsessed with the trailer's use of Destiny's Child classic. Jordan Peele has repeatedly proved that he knows how to reinvent the horror genre, and the latest trailer for his remake serves as the latest example. Scored with a creepy stripped-down uh, version of Destiny's Child's 1999 hit Say My Name, the new trailer gives you enough of a glimpse of what to expect without giving any of the forthcoming twists and turns away. The remake will reportedly play a lot of tri- uh, homage to the 1992 version as original himself, Tony Todd, will be um, reprising his famous role. As you'll recall, oh, shit. Three. <laughs> the plot of the first film <laughs> centers on the appearance of the deadly title character. And I will be leaving once I finish uh, doing this topic. Thank you very much. Who appears to uh, wreak bloody havoc Every time someone dares to utter his name five times in front of the mirror. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was three. It's five times. That's why I'm like, I didn't oh, already say okay. it three times already. Mm. The Jordan Peele remake. I got remake, two more times. <laughs> the Jordan Peele remake uh, is also once again set in Chicago's uh, Cabrini Green housing projects. But this time, the 2020. Imagine re- being from Cabrini Green right now. Be like. <laughs> Reimagining will center on the gentrification of the North Side Chicago neighborhood. Director Nia Co- uh, Costa said this about the film: um, "Gentrification is what happened. We oh, I'm sorry. What helped us to be reimagined the story because Cabrini Green is uh, gone. The movie from the 19 oh, yeah, well from did, the 90s has a." A vision of Cabrini Green, where it's sort of on its way to be knocked down. Uh, stars like uh, Yaya of Abdul, Manti Second, Us and Watchmen, uh, Tiana Paris, if uh, Bill Street could talk, Vanessa Williams, Soul Food and New Jack City, Nathan Stewart, uh, Jared, the, uh, original. Misfits, and Coleman Domingo, Fear the uh, Walking Dead. The movie is expected, well, it is will hit the theaters June 12th, 2020. So we got to go see mm-hmm. that. I want to go see it. I told, I'm going to uh, see it. Yeah, I want to go see it. The 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 trailer looks really really dope, and it looks like it's gonna have like a a twist to it. Like I saw that, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, it really looked like you know he's all for you know putting twists and turns. Like I I saw I really really like us. I saw us. I didn't get to see that. um for the first time a while, but it's really good. You have to see it. It's see, really good. I I I like to get mm-hmm. out, but. No, I didn't. I didn't go fan. to the movies. I went. I saw it you on know, HBO. I, and you know, I see it from my neighborhood, Bootleg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the Bootleggers out there that's making a killing. Uh, but I, you know, um, I wasn't. I wasn't. I liked it. Um, get out, but you know, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of all these PTSD moments that they are making into horror films, like. 
I see it, but like, uh-uh, don't make this into, it's already a horror, but you're going to remake it into a horror. Come on. And then you're going to remake a horror into a, a even better, like, even present day more horror? Come on now, Jordan. But Fuck I, you, Jordan Peele. But I see Fuck that. You. I see he doing his thing. And he is I can't doing his wait. thing. Shout out to Jordan Peele. And he he representing. He really is. And so. To say he's a, a comedian. And like, to say he's a, you know, yeah. half and half. Yeah, he's doing his thing. For he's doing his, his thing for the community. Yeah. But we already knew the Ken Peele show was a, a, a hit. Yeah. So you couldn't. It's like Ken Peele. Uh, came at the end of Mad TV era, mm-hmm. but had their own show afterwards, and then having getting to see a person that you grow up looking on a comedy script and having them write and direct and being multi million dollar box office movies, mm-hmm. like he came a long way. And, you know, our community wasn't really vibing to Key and Peele until he made, I mean, not, let me stop saying Key because Michael Key ain't got nothing to do with John Peele. Mm-hmm. Peele, like, a lot of black people didn't start paying attention to him until, like, the movies mm-hmm. that he started to create it, create black horror films. That's when we started fucking with, I started fucking with my boy, way more Mad TV, the inner Mad TV days, and um uh they own little show because they own little spinoff uh show key and um pill is hilarious all all three seasons were hilarious but yeah you got that i think they did five i don't know bitch i don't be keeping up but i ain't keeping up with the kardashians but just to <laughs> see somebody you grow up watching and then see them into like this big star now it's like that's what's up so i can't wait to see like the movie and mm-hmm. get to see Candyman all over again because when Candyman came out the first time, bitch, I wasn't old enough. Right. So I, I forgot when I seen it. It was like 92, so we I were like two, one. three years old. I was or one. Like one, two. And it's like, damn, like, like we ain't really watched, mm-hmm. we ain't really get to get, go to the movies, so now we get to go to the movies of an old movie. It's like reliving your when, parents' childhood in the sense. that's like... That's like That's over like twenty two, twenty seven. Cause we yeah, something like that. like that. 27? No, cause what one? I'm twenty nine. That's ninety. I'm twenty nine. So like yeah, 30, like twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight yeah. years mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So Ooh. we can't wait to, to. So Vanessa Bryant, legal team speaks out on after the reports of the photos surfacing. I don't understand, like, before we get into this, I understand how people go showing fucking pictures of somebody, charred remains, mm. fucked up, trying to pull somebody. Like, that's how the, that's how this story came to light, because the sheriff, yeah, somebody I had did. the pictures, somebody and he was, was trying to impress, he was trying to impress the female at a ball with the pictures. Yeah, mm. I, I, got the, I got the pictures of Kobe, you won't see him. Like, bruh. That's why they trip Oprah because of your ass. That's why he tripped the fucking Oprah because of your ass surfacing them pictures and her talking <laughs> Gail fuck up. Oprah then got pushed and all that shit. But go ahead. Tell her the story. So, Dijon. of course, this is coming from... The, the Messy Shade 
All of the tea is brought to you by the Mr. Shade. You already knew. We love the shade room. The shade room always come with the tea. And I be like laughing at some of these. I was dying laughing at that. <laughs> that Trump thing. I saw it on their page first. And I was <laughs> Anyway, I'm still hilarious. You should have saw the video. He was like, are you the first? <laughs> we all stay. We are all stay. As many of us are still saying, trying to huh? come to terms that That's Kobe Bryant and his beautiful up, daughter, I don't want to talk about that no more. No, I'm just saying that is how messy the shade, the messy shade. That's how you know this shit is brought to you by the messy shade. Ain't can't get no other mess than that. That's just so messy. She is like in tears right now. I, I, like <laughs> it is so hilarious to her. Anyways. That's some messy ass shit. That's why I call the shade room the messy shade. That's some messy ass shit shade room, y'all. Anyways, like I said. All they needed was Diana Ross to play at the end of that video. I'm serious. I ain't gonna lie. Reach out and touch somebody's head. Are you finished? <laughs> Are you done? Go ahead. The shade room is too messy. As many of us are still trying to come to terms that Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter Gianni are gone, along with several other beautiful souls, reports earlier this week started to circulate that deputies allegedly had been sharing graphic photos from the crash site. As we previously reported amongst the allegations, it was said that one officer allegedly took the photos to a bar and tried to impress a girl by showing them to her. Now Vanessa Bryan's legal team is speaking out on her behalf in response to the allegations. On Sunday, Vanessa's attorney, Gary C. Robin, released a statement and said our client Vanessa Bryan is absolutely devastated by allegations that deputies from the Los Hills, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and Los Angeles County Fire Department publicly uh, dismissed photos from the helicopter crash site. The statement continued to read, Ms. B- Mrs. Bryan uh, personally want, well, went to the sheriff's office on January 26th and requested that the area be uh, designated a no-flying zone and protected from photograph- photographers. This was of critical importance to her as she desired to protect the uh, dignity of all the victims and their families. At that time, Sheriff Alex V., assured us all um, measures would be put will be put in place to protect the family's privacy and it, it is our understanding that he will, has worked hard to honor those respects so um if you guys want uh you can check out Vanessa Bryant's uh Instagram page she posted the full statement um I actually saw it today and um, it, it's a lot. So you guys can definitely check that out because we won't, you know, really get too deep into that. Um, but uh, earlier this week, Kobe and Gianni's lives were celebrated doing a beautiful memorial at the Staples Center. Vanessa displayed an amazing amount of strength as she shared some beautiful memories of her daughter and husband with the crowd. We, of course, here at What's the Word, we continue to keep um, the Bryant family and the vic- the families of all the victims that lost their lives in our prayers and thoughts. Of course. So what do you think about this, you know, this taste? You already know, thing? like, that. that's just something like, that's like, if we want to go back to the main topic, that's like somebody showing you a picture of somebody they just hung. Right. Like, look, look at this nigga I hung. Like, why would you... 
Why? Who? 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 Who you gonna impress with showing somebody? Girl, let me show you these charred remains right. of, the, of the scene of Kobe Bryant. That's horrible. Like that is horrible, and like pictures like that shouldn't be up on the air. Just like I did a project about like assassinations, and do you know like the assassination photos of John F. Kennedy was online? This the president, like close up shot bullet wound eyes still open and everything Mm -hmm. and i had to use the pictures for my project and my teacher was like if he could say the word bitch (laughs) 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 he found it right and said bitch what the fuck you got these pictures for like he could not not give me an a because i did my class (laughs) (laughs) that was mr justin shout out to mr justin (laughs) ari But she was like, bitch, where the fuck you got these bitches from? Because, well, like, just so just imagine. Your ass. Right. So just imagine Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other people that died in a plane crash. Because I'm pretty sure they probably wasn't burnt to a crisp, mm-hmm. but they were burnt enough for you to see who they are and to know that they was, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, this is somebody as a public figure that you got to respect, just like if you want to want somebody to respect your, your uh, parent, you know, that goes back to, if we want to talk about how Emmett Till, when Emmett Till mama released the pictures of her son, open casket funeral. And that made magazine covers. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to go back to jet magazine, I don't know what issue it is, but he's on the cover of jet magazine. Jet magazine was a real one for that. To just show America, like, look what, what happened. Look what they son. really did to their son. He was, look what somebody did to his son. It was a heinous crime. And You mean her son? I mean, I say his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I meant her son, this lady's son. But, um, <laughs> you know, just thinking of that, that's mm-hmm. something that you give up. That's just disrespectful at all ends of the world. Like, right. you won't want somebody to show a picture of you dead with your ass open. Like, no, you won't want that. Or being exposed for just, giving performing sexual acts on camera. Right, that's just something you don't do. And who would be impressed by that? A sicko would be impressed. And you was at a bar, girl. Let me show you these pictures uh, that I took while I was at work. Do they realize that they have people out in this world world that get off on stuff like that? Yes, they and have. For people you to try to show why, how, who why would literally you even get rock think solid hard? That a, a woman will be impressed by that. And I'm glad she did the right thing and was like, it you wasn't, know what? What this it wasn't her? Oh, they say it was somebody that was working in a bar that overheard the conversation. Oh, I think I, they said it was somebody at the bar that well, overheard the conversation. Whoever reported the the four one k. Thank, thank you for you. For, for reporting that because his ass. And I heard that they said if they take the pictures, if he deleted the pictures or something like that, that he didn't get to face uh, criminal time. But bitch, he should have lost they his should've. job they because that's that's evidence, and he out there sharing evidence. If the if the damn if the if the jurors can't talk about a case, how you gonna go you spray gonna go the shit out? Right. Exactly, absolutely. But in other news. Life Jenny gives his 401k about his thoughts of Eva Marcel's changing her daughter's last name from McCall to the the husband last name. So spill the tea. Because like I say, all the messiest shit come from the messy <laughs> shade. You hear me? 
It is no secret that Eva Marcel and her ex Kevin McCall are not in a good spot and they've been to court when it comes to the custody of their six-year-old daughter Marley. Eva has uh, been very open about Kevin not being in their daughter's life and she even has been open about her husband Michael Sterling being more of a father figure to Marley. Seeing as how he has helped raise her with all of those factors, Eva shared the process they went through to change her uh, daughter's last name. I'm sorry, to Sterling. It looks like light, uh, singer Life Jennings was catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta and he saw the process Eva had been going through to change her daughter's last name. Life, However, aka Beat It Like a Slave, Jennings. <laughs> However, <laughs> I had to put it out there since he won't change. Got somebody for one care about somebody changing their name. However, he doesn't <laughs> think it was right of her to do so, so he let her know through social media. On Sunday, Life said, I think this is so whack changing your daughter's last name from her father's to somebody else's, especially when the father tries to see her. The daughter don't have anything to do with their beef and what kind of male allows that. Shit pisses me off. I expected better out of Eva. Shit personal to me. I've been there. Well, so recently, Eva appeared on the Wendy Williams show where she talked about the process of changing Marley's name and the reason why she made the decision. After receiving some backlash from his opinion, Life clapped back and pretty much stood his ground just like, oh boy. Uh, Jack. Uh, yes, I will not say his name because I do not care. <laughs> Um, stood his ground on his prior statement. He even offered Kevin McCall some words of advice as he let him know he was rooting for him. So, kiss Calhoun and what's the I word? What are your like, thoughts? I feel like Life Jennings need to mind the business mind that pays business. him because if you if you want to be see, this is why I hate I hate when men tend to this is what they tend to use their situation and make it as if. Oh, cause this person dealing with it, then it's it's the same as my situation. Life Jennings, what happened to you is not the same thing that's happening to her. So if you didn't know, Eva was getting her ass beat by the same person that you root for. So let me tell you like this: when people deal with domestic violence situations and have stalker ass exes and stuff, when you have the same last name, it's easier for them to have contact. And if he's an abusive person that was abusive to her, having contact, not saying that it's okay, like, oh, because it just, just because he was a fucked up individual, just resolve all of his rights. If he didn't know, word on the street is that he okayed her changing her name anyway, because that's a part of them going to court all those times, because he had to admit that he was the abusive person. Okay, so this is why I say people need to mind their business because every situation is not the same situation. He was all the way in the wrong because at the end of the day, the name wouldn't have never been changed if he was doing right. Am I right? Huh? Period. So if he was doing right, she would have still been with him, even if they wouldn't have last. The baby would have probably still had the last name if he was doing right. A person only do that when they don't want to have no physical connection with a person that beats their mm -hmm. spouse. Mm -hmm. 
A lot of people didn't got their name changed because they don't want to have the same name as their daddy that left them. They don't want to have the same name as they alcoholic people or drug people. People change their name all the time. Mind your business if it ain't you. Hmm. It'd have been different if it was Life Jennings and Eva Marcel going into a custody battle. It's not Life Jennings. It's Life is is Eva Marcel and Kevin McCall. If she want to change her daughter's name, let her change her daughter's name. Because at the end of the day, who who daughter that is? Eva Marcel. Her daughter. Just like when we talked about Dwayne Wade and his daughter. That's his child. That's his child. Mind he wanna he won't get the the son tra- transition into a daughter. That's, That's their business. On their business. That's their They're business. not saying, oh, because I did it to my child, you should do it to your child. Let your child be a snake. Because if I wanted to be a snake, I could have been a snake years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My whole thing is with this, um, I don't really have an opinion on it because, you know, I, I've, I, because I've children never went, are born I've other never people's went names. like that. But this is my thing. I see why my mom decided to give us our lad, the John, her name, you know, just like you said. It's better that way because you have no connection to that person that's not doing right. Not necessarily saying that my dad wasn't doing right. My grandmother just felt that. Why do they need his last name? They know who their dad is. That's your they that's your children. You give them your last name. But see, when I say, you know, I had a, a, a you know a conversation about this with somebody, and somebody said that. You know, the child deserves their daddy's last name. Why does he, why, why? Why doesn't the child deserve the mother's name, last name just as much as, quote, unquote, she right. she or he deserves a, the daddy's last name? That, that doesn't make no so- sense to I me. I learned this in sociology that people identify, like, surnames with status. And if yo Back in the back in the day, if you were if your mama name holded more status, you was named after your mama. mama. If your daddy name was on more status, then you was named after your daddy. For the first time in history, I'm starting to see both parents named after names. names. Prime example: Beyonce and Jay Z are both Sean no- Knows Carter. They both have... Really? Yeah. His name is Sean Knows Carter, and her name is Beyonce Knows Carter, and Blue Ivy name is Blue Ivy Knows Carter. They all they all have the same Girl, surname. They, yeah, they merged, they merged their names together so that she wouldn't be identified as... Uh, you know, having just his last name. They both have each other last names. Jay-Z have Beyonce last name added to his last name, and she have both hers and his last name added hmm. to it. I'm going to have to do the some other, research on the that because I've never heard that. One. The other person as a prime example, uh, uh, Whitney Houston, even though she was is classified as Whitney Houston Brown, she never went by Whitney mm-hmm. Houston Brown. Kanye West ain't going by Kanye West, Kanye West Kardashian or Kanye Kardashian West. He ain't never gonna go by but, that. But I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce look, doesn't go by Beyonce. No, it's called a Beyonce. It's strictly Beyonce. No, I'm saying on paper. On it's, paper, it's, 
It's both names is what I'm saying. I've never heard on that paper, one. On paper, it's both names. They both have the same name. Because we did this. We did Where a you pro- saw that one name? I did a project on it in sociology class when we talked about... Uh, we talked about this particular topic about having, uh, ha- about by women when women get married and having taken on their husband names. I made it a statement that, well, why when when women don't when women get married, why don't the man take over the woman last name? And so I had to dig deeper and I found that Jay Z and Beyonce names are the same. They both go referred to on paper as Nose Carter. Where you saw that at? I it's so long ago I have to go dig more into uh Yeah, because I'm in, I'm intrigued. Like I, I looked him on up. paper, on paper, but not like, oh, this is Sean Carter. You know what I'm saying? Uh they don't call him Sean Nose Nose Carter. They call him Jay Z. What I'm saying is on paper they both got the same last name. That w- matter of fact, if you go and you go research when they uh trademarked when they trademarked um Blue's name. If you go around that time around that time when they trade, Yeah, I know about the trademark when, thing, but it only it's, says it's around it's that Blue time. Ivy Carter. It's Oh, they got her blue Ivy Carter. I I have to go. I have to go back into it because I'm telling you, the twins are Sir Carter and Rumi Carter. I'm I'm saying I'm telling you. I saw this information Mm. when we did the project because we talked about it in sociology class. Well, how that was pretty neat that they both had the same Mm. last name, like that he took on her name too. Is what I'm saying. Mm. So that we 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 got that information and. And and actually, the information came from a chick that was actually in the same class. She was like, oh, y'all know such and such? Because I was, you know, I'm not a Beyonce fan. So, you know, I didn't go find it on my own. We we had to talk about it in class. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was shocked. Like, yeah, that's pretty dope. Because you don't hear a lot of men taking on their wives' names. And at the end of the day, like, that to me is just, the whole name changing is like, bruh, it's, it is what it is because so to many me, people are named. So many people change their name or have their name mm-hmm. changed when they get older. So I you mean a- when you talk about oh, I just feel like it's down bad. Some people parents give Wait, them who up. Said that? Life Jen is oh. talking about he feel like it's messed up that you and he rooting for him. But some people parents give them up. So mm-hmm. I should take their name. I should keep mm-hmm. riding for their name if mm-hmm. if they gave me up. No, I'm gonna go change my name. To the person who taken care of me up, uh, uh, then stepped up to take care of me, and obviously the stepdaddy Sterling, Eva's uh, husband, is doing much. It's just the same way as when Sierra was trying to get future name change to um, Wilson. Hmm. Like I mean, they, she could hyphenate it. No, she this was trying to get it changed to mm. from Future's last name to Wilson and they had a custody dispute and I think that's what she lost that so she couldn't change the boy name mm. but uh it's just that why does it why do why do the last name matter to when it gets to that point when you got to right. go to the the courts it's obvious if if you if we respected ourselves and it's, it respected 
what our name stood for and we didn't do the dumb shit that we do to tarnish our name, then maybe people would keep their name. If she won't change her baby name, mm-hmm. she going to change her baby name whether the mama, mm-hmm. whether daddy like it or not. Obviously, if she do change the name, he probably well, I mean, won't have no. That she did it, yeah. Because you got to think about Real Housewives. That was re- that was recorded probably sometime uh, pro- last year. Probably like the summer, and yeah. all of this is just it's coming, just coming back out up. now. What so, I would have liked, her and then to she do, did have the baby. So yeah, yeah. What I would like her, to, what I would have, what I would have liked her to do, and this is the only thing that I will say, I wish she would have did Marcel Sterling instead of just Sterling. Because at the end of the day, that's it, your child. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, Marcel Sterling. And we, not we just don't Sterling. know. We don't know what it is on paper. We know that where people go, like I said, some people on paper have a whole long ass name. Mm-hmm. I know girls and then that they just shorten it. It's so crazy because I know girls that say they are so ready to get married so that they can drop their daddy's last name. And I'm just but like, you have to but you under have to stand. Everybody. Life story. I don't. I don't get in that. Cause I'm Kiss Calhoun, and everybody knows my last name. I don't get into it because you know why? Because I don't know. I don't, right. I don't Everybody's have, story. I don't is have different. that bad. I don't. I don't bear my dad's last name. I bear my mom's last name. This. So how you felt? Just like, like my brother you, and my sister. Should, would you ever consider like me, hyphenating? Him? No, because at, I'm. Fuck, I'm 29 years old. It doesn't matter that it doesn't matter to me. I know who my dad is. I don't need to bear his well, last name. Well, I know a family member of it's mine when he got married. When he got married, he took on his dad's name and he yeah, never he never had his dad's name. I feel like if it was a big issue, him him and my mama could have, you know, came to agreements agreements on me carrying both names. But it wasn't a big deal to either either one of them obviously, so, so I'm still what a, if, a what if your what if your dad says uh, right. Uh, what if he like had like just hypothetically, like your dad was the owner of a Fortune 500 company and stuff was le- mm. left to you and like, but you had to have mm. his last name. How I mean, you, if that's a like, if that's a written clause, I mean, if it's if it's if it's you know if it's owed to me, you know, and he wants me to you know, but you have hyphenate to have his my last names. Name. I mean, I'll do it, you know, to get my share of the the fortune. The fortune, huh? yeah, because I want my coin. <laughs> so I don't mind being a Montgomery, you know. I could be a a, a Johnson Montgomery or Montgomery Johnson. I right. Put it. Uh, just so you can get your mm-hmm. check. But it's so crazy because she told me, like, I have his first and middle name. So I'm like, why you just didn't go ahead and just do the whole shit? Um, my, my brother. Mm-hmm. My brother had my daddy's name, my, but he don't have his daddy's I don't last have his name. last name. And see, my daddy, my brother's dad was mad, but at the end of the day, he was in the service. When my brother was born, so he didn't like he signed the birth certificate right after. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a whole name before the baby could go out of the thing. So of course, my mama named him after first name, but she gave him her last name. And baby, you can't tell my brother nothing about that last name because <laughs> you tell him to try to change it, he'll fight you to the nail and tea of why he's not about <laughs> to change it. But but unlike women, women by default change their last names and end up having different last names. Mm. So my thing is, if she wanted her child to have this parent's last name, she have her own reasonings for mm. it. Like, I think people right. need to just ultimately stop Mighty putting business. their own input about why somebody. Because mm. what if he was beating all both of them mm. when they was together? Mm. 
how would you feel with oh now mm-hmm. now that you know that information now you feel kind of mm-hmm. yeah now shut your ass the, up but then on the other end too maybe we should also not always put a lot of our personal business out for people to make it, opinions about exactly it. like you don't have to go on Wendy Williams saying why you right. can't change your baby name. <laughs> you don't have to tell people change that. It, you change stop. it, period. You ain't got bitch, to explain yourself. You even Marcel Sterling, bitch. You don't have to, you know. You nobody cares. You're America's next time model. We don't care. <laughs> we don't I know some people who don't give their baby a name into their baby about a year. Right. So who cares? Baby A, let's go. <laughs> but in sad news, like we're not gonna talk too much because I know Tyler Perry hired a medical examiner on the op- autopsy of his um, nephew mm-hmm. who committed suicide in prison. And I heard that he got the um, the results that said that there was no foul play mm-hmm. involved in that. Yeah, he did commit the suicide mm-hmm. act. So go ahead, DJ. Okay. So Tyler Perry wants to look further into the passing of his nephew who allegedly hanged himself in prison as he deems his death suspicious. Tyler has hired a famous medical examiner to do another autopsy on his nephew, 26-year-old Gavin Porter, who was serving 20 years for shooting and killing his dad in front of his mother, Tyler's sister. Gavin was found Tuesday night hanging in his cell from a a bed sheet, according to TMZ. One of the reasons Tyler is suspicious about his nephew's death is because Gavin got into a fight with another inmate last weekend and was then placed in uh, solitary. solitary. Um, and if y'all don't know, solitary confinement can really mess you up to where you basically ultimately kill mm-hmm. yourself. And for y'all who don't know, these people don't be in there for no one day, two mm-hmm. days. Some of these Someone people be, in be up weeks, in there for months, months and be ha- and be hearing shit, mm-hmm. hallucinating, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tyler stated, and I quote, call me naive, but it was my hope that after serving his time, well, yeah, it was my hope that after serving his time and really reflecting and showing much remorse and act, uh, asking God for forgiveness, that he would have been able to come to work for me. Joining all the other former inmates who work for me and turn his life around just as they have, Tyler told TMZ, but that day will never come. Tyler said he has hired uh, Dr. Michael Baldwin, a f- uh, famed path- uh, pathologist who has been involved in numerous cases, including that of former President John F. Kennedy, O.J. Simpson, and Jeffrey Esteen. I want to be clear that we are not a family of conspiracy theories and want to believe that there was no foul play just as the sheriff said publicly. Tyler said as to why he wanted the second autopsy to be conducted. Of course, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Tyler Perry and his, and his family, family at this time. And that was just a tragic story. Like, you don't know nothing what was going through that boy's head mentally before he killed his father. That'll mess you up. You don't know. He probably was getting, uh, seeing visions of replaying. I know after losing my sister, I still have visions of, like, that same, that day walking in, seeing her gone. Like, that still plays into my head like it was just yesterday. So, like, you never know, like, what's going into people's head, and you just got to consider it. Mental health really needs to be, like, taken seriously, mm-hmm. especially in our own community. Like, 
PTSD is real. Like we living through PTSD for real, straight up. But um, talking about like our community, Kim Kardashian says raising four black children <laughs> is inspired her to take on her role and uh, as a like her father and uh, so <laughs> criminal justice. I can't stand you. Kim Kardashian, like many other parents, may at sometimes point uh, be faced with the challenges that come with raising not just children, but black children. The reality of the situation is that Kim and Kanye, along with his sisters-in-law, Khloe Kardashian and Kylie Jenner, are really now raising strong black men and women. That being said, Kimmy Cakes shared that. <laughs> that's what they said. Kimmy Cakes. Kimmy Cakes shared that this reality is part of the very reason she's now involved in social justice and switching gears to have a career dealing with prison reform and criminal justice. I am raising four black kids in this society, and our system is so discriminatory against black and brown people. She's uh, said in a new cover story with CR Fashion Book via People. I want to do as much as I can to make their lives easier. She continues to say that she never knew much about the system until I started to dig in, adding, once I learned and saw how many things were wrong, I really couldn't stop. As we all know, Kim is currently studying to become a lawyer in California, one of four states that allows for taking the bar without a law degree. The stipulation uh, is having to complete an apprenticeship, which requires a student to sit in a practicing attorney's office for 18 hours per week for four consecutive years. My evolution on this is probably some combination of growing up, getting married, having kids, and my life being so different that uh, well, then what is was when I was starting out. Kim says about her new journey. Now I feel like I have a duty to myself and to my children more than the public, and I want to be a good role model for my kids. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are parents to six-year-old North, four-year-old Saint, two-year-old Chicago, and nine-month-old Psalms. So that's what's up. Psalms. Like that's what's up. <clears throat> like for the first time. A white woman actually thought about the black kids that she have and just like, you know what, I'm going to step up because at the end of the day, my children are black. And even though they might be considered Kardashians to the world one day outside of the limelight and stuff, they can be targeted mm -hmm. at any given time for people who might not know who they are. Right. We see it a lot. And it know? happens every day. Like, with black Trayvon celebrity Martin kids. And black celebrity and kids. Yeah. They get ridiculed. They all get, the time. You know. But it's just like... I think it's genuine. It's a step up because mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian has natural-born mm -hmm. black Children, children like with not black adopted man. and all that not a like fully black you, man you know sandra bullock adopt you know <laughs> she she adopted um madonna adopted like so they're they're i can't speak for them because i don't know what they fighting mm. but what i would say is to say that you have children of all ethnicities, like Madonna, baby. Madonna got the whole Rainbow Coalition. She got Chinese, <laughs> black, African, 
everything over them. Mm-hmm. You would think like, let's fight for those injustices because my children are that. You you get to see it. Call call Kim Kardashian what you want, but she's starting to see like I need to get more mm-hmm. involved in this because at any given time this could be my child. Mm-hmm. But um, shout out to her and yeah, keep doing the great like work for I the good fight. I and really not only like that, she, she got a lot of people out. Not, yeah, not just and I really mention. feel like she's grown. She really has grown up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, she has. She's not the the, the crybaby she used to be. We all know Kim was a drama yes. queen. Now she got her a strong, uh, a strong black man in her corner. She didn't change. She mm-hmm. fighting for justices and stuff. That's cool. And she's actually going, you know, and actually to actually doing become a lawyer. She's and doing it the right way. She can do it because her father was. It's embedded in her DNA mm-hmm. to be great. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Kim Kardashian West, attorney at law. Attorney at law. <laughs> KKW, attorney at law. <laughs> But let's talk about Will Smith before we wrap up this tea and get to uh, the pussy scent <laughs> that Erica Badu out here uh, sold in 19 minutes. But Will Smith is in a new role <laughs> <laughs> as Venus and Serena's father. So just give us a little my key on that. Oh, my God. As his latest film with Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys for Life, continues to break box Which office Which I have records. yet to see because the, the neighborhood bootleg man ain't had that. I'm going to wait till it come on HBO. Baby, he ain't <laughs> have it in good good pictures, so I can't watch it yet. So I'm waiting for, for the neighborhood boot man <laughs> to get it in the right quality without somebody walking through it and shit. Oh, my God. Coughing and shit in the movie. Um, Will Smith is already on his next project. He is set to portray Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams, in the upcoming biopic about his tennis legend daughters. 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 Will Smith recently uh, gave fans a look at his physical transformation for his role as Richard Williams in King Richard as he was snapped on uh, set by paparazzi rocking a thick gray beard the beard of course is to age him for the role and we have to say he doesn't look bad he really he doesn't he really doesn't he looked better black don't crack despite not having an extensive background in the sport of tennis um when he decided to coach both venus and serena when they were kids, Richard wrote up a 78-page plan to ensure he made them tennis stars. And as we know, it definitely worked. He began uh, giving lessons to both of his daughters when they were just four years old. Speaking of her father's influence on her career and overall greatness, Serena once said, All at all, wait. It all started with an idea. It was his idea. It's his change. It's changed the sport. It's changed history. He's been the most important person in my career. King Richard is also star uh, stars form former The Walker, The Walking Dead star uh, John B as Rick Marcy, who uh, coached Venus and Serena, as well as Maria S and uh, Andy Roderick, Jennifer C and other notable tennis players. Uh, Sayaya Sidney is playing older sister Venus Williams, and Demi Singleton will play Serena Williams. So what is your thoughts? I think it's good. Like, that's good that they're doing a movie mm-hmm. about Venus and Serena. Because a lot of people legendary know. legendary tennis players A lot of ever. people know about their story. Like, a lot of 
they grew up in a bad part of Compton. They mm. lost a sister out there for like gun violence, I believe. Mm. And it's like um it's just a lot it's a lot that a lot of people don't know about Venus and Serena and like a lot of people don't know that they beat Venus and Serena, the the gay members in the neighborhood that they would go to play um tennis and they would beat the shit out that man like literally beat him and, and then eventually he said well he saw that they, 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 he wasn't going nowhere and that he was coming back after he got his ass beat like you know a lot of people don't know that side like his they daddy really was a pillar in their greatness like if it wouldn't have been for their dad a strong black man taking on a the efforts of being in their children's lives, because a lot of them are not, um, to them being two of the most greatest tennis players in the United States is just amazing. And all started from a strong black father figure in their life. And the importance, just the importance of strong black male presence mm -hmm. in females' mm -hmm. lives, because you can get a Venus and Serena when you have a strong male presence. Mm -hmm. To know that this man had no knowledge no experience in tennis and to literally train two of the greatest tennis players and not just women tennis history but men and women combined like they are the most decorated you know sport entities in sports period mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that that's crazy to know that you go into and i'm talking olympic medals um just so many titles. Like, it's just crazy to go in a competition knowing that you're facing two of the greatest tennis players ever. It's yeah, just like it's a, amazing. It's amazing. It's just an honor. Even if you don't win, you're just, you can always say that you've, you know, went against two of the greatest women that are, that are already went down. I'm not going to say go down, but they went down in and history. And not to mention, like, when they play each other, they go even Ooh, harder. Yes. And it's like watching two it siblings be, it be fight. Forgetting, they be, like, right, they be forgetting that they like, sisters. Like, ooh, they about to be fighting at the end of this match. <laughs> you know how many times Venus then lost to Serena and that's the little sister? Like, baby, I want my fade. I want, I mean, that's the big, no, yeah, that's the little yeah. sister. Venus is the oldest. Baby, I would be one to mix after that. Uh, <laughs> be like, bitch, how you greater than me? And he taught us both at the same right. time. <laughs> I've been one to fight. But now, without further ado, the Pussy Smell Cosmetics by the one and only Erica Badu sold out in a record-breaking time <laughs> in 19 minutes. How the fuck a scent of pussy sell out in 19 minutes? I don't know, but that's how you know. That shit have to smell good. Mm. For it to fucking sell out, it better fucking smell good. Because somebody brought that shit. Who the fuck bought in 19 minutes? Bitch, I'm in the wrong field. Go ahead, Erica. Congrats. Get your coins. <laughs> Congratulations on auditor. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this, see, that's how I told you. The oh messy shade, we having everything. This how you do some fucking I messy I cannot shade. believe you are reporting this, but... <laughs> I had con to <laughs> Congratulations on order for Erica Badu, the <laughs> Grammy winner, uh, has turned into a full-fledged businesswoman with her new perfume-inspired uh, incense. Earlier, we reported she had planned to sell the incense, but now that uh, they've officially hit the market, Miss Badu took to Instagram to thank 
everyone for their support. The $50 incense sold out in a matter of minutes, 19 to be exact. In the video, you can hear he say, well, guys, thank you for making our debut of Badusi sell, <laughs> sell, sell out in a matter of 19 minutes. If you're wondering how she got the correct scent, she said, I took lots of pairs of my panties, cut them out, cut them up into little pieces and burned them. Um, and of course, you can go on Erica's page to see the video. <laughs> For those who ordered the instant, according to our website, the 26 pack will begin shipping on March 10th. So that's actually next week. She even added a restock because her lady's uh, scent is in such high demand. Thank you, sister, for doing a restock, like a uh, doing a restock because Beyonce still ain't do a damn restock on the a new baby. line of Ivy Park. Y'all ain't getting that. Y'all ain't getting it. You know I how long it. you know how long it took for Nipsey Hustle clothing line to restock, and he it's about to be a year since he been mm-hmm. gone. But it's Baby. so crazy because that stuff is just is in high demand, just like these scents are. But I guess that's easier because it's it's Pussy. incense, really, but right? But it's um, such high demand. I really have uh well, I really have so many questions. I'm not really sure. Where to begin here? Regardless, we're happy for Erica and wish her so much success on a side note. For the, uh, <laughs> they say, for the roommates who bought one, <laughs> please DM us. We have questions. Nah, and uh, for anybody that's listening, we have questions. So please let no, us know. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait for the restock and I'm going to buy it. And we're going to do a review. We gonna do a rev- a review of Badusi right here live on what's the word every Wednesday on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, <laughs> and Anchor. Okay, but oh I just can't for real. Now I'm about to go rip up some of my panties and see how my <laughs> shit smell. Since she making incense, let me make kiss by kiss. <laughs> No, I'm going to name it Lips by Kiss because that's what you call pussy lips. Lips by Kiss. <laughs> See how much my shit sell out. Oh, but let's talk. Let's talk. I want to talk about this because I've been waiting. So let's talk with you, John. Let's talk about role playing yes. in a gay relationship. Should roles mm-hmm. be a thing? So, I actually wanted to do a study on this, but I didn't get time to do it. Um, it didn't go out as planned because I, I wanted to ask like certain people their views on it. Um, and this is talked about a lot in the gay community, um, especially with you know heterosexual people looking from the outside in. Um, they're always asking, Well, like, who's he the woman? Who's the man in a relationship? I was like, what you and mean by roles? Like, you mean, like, dominatrix? <laughs> no, like, girl, what? I mean, like, who is the quote-unquote man male, and woman? Heterosexual people want to know who's the man and who's the woman. Okay. And I always, you know, I, I get so Flattered. annoyed because I'm like, there's no such thing as a man and a woman. But if you really sit down and back and think about it, you know, there's you, always going to be somebody there's more There's always a more dominant and one more masculine. And a more, you know, feminine person in a relationship. And there Sometimes is, you know, both, yeah, both. and there is true. But um, 
the way I look at it too, I always look at it as if it was a heterosexual relationship where, you know, most women, they don't feel like a man needs to be the man of the household just because he's a man. Mm -hmm. So I look at it in the same sense. You know, why? Because someone is giving the penetration have to be the male, the masculine person, the breadwinner of the house and the bottom bitch is the person that's the 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 take takes care of the house, does the cooking, the cleaning and things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to go like that. I think it turns into that depending on I think we create our own rules mm-hmm. if we're gonna be more masculine, more dominant. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. I as a woman, I'm not a feminine woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pretty girl, but I'm still a lady. And <laughs> I know that I'm going to be a little bit more dominant in my relationship, but I'm also going to be, I'm not going to be like the, the girly girl. And I'm, you know what? We I'm glad we talked about this because it don't necessarily can deal with as far as um, homosexual relationships. When you are a dominant female and you are in a relationship, like you just said, with a man that mm-hmm. might not, you might not want a masculine right. man. You might need you. You want somebody that's in touch soft, with, his, little, with his feminine his, side. Yeah, he cooking. Have you the yeah, water you ready for you? Wa- right. Let me let right. him have my water ready for a change. Shit. Right. We well, all, gotta have his and, and him eating on and a his plate. Meal well, I can't eat off a plate. <laughs> I want to eat off a of fine china too. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I know for me, as me, I'm gonna be. I am an alpha female. I'm about my shit. I'm on my shit 100 percent of the time, and I'm not necessarily that I'm looking for some ultra, ultra like alpha macho, macho, macho. Type I don't need man. that. Yeah. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, if it come my way, then yeah. But if he's more into like being subtle and sweet and want to cook more and i'm not gonna stop him like a bitch gotta eat don't right i think the more older that i'm getting you know like stuff like that doesn't matter yeah i won't lie to you when i was younger that's what i wanted i wanted a macho and he gonna take care of me and my bills (laughs) i didn't necessarily want him to take care of the bill but i just wanted him to be masculine yeah and like i was having a conversation with my brother believe it or not he has sense he made a a a perfect point he stated that no you know what i because i said i hate the fact that you have a masculine man quote unquote Mm -hmm. on these dating websites saying no fems no fats he said that is a feminine man if he's looking for somebody that's masculine versus feminine. Right. Now, if you're a masculine man looking for mask, that means technically you've are you've basically, you know, have feminine ways just as well as somebody that was actually feminine looking for a masculine man. Right. Why would another masculine man be looking for another, for masculine. another masculine man? It makes no sense. I mean, he might want to be. <laughs> Like, I get it. I get everybody has <laughs> he their... He might want to be climbed up on every I once guess, in a while. Right, and he might want a, a masculine man, but in reality, nobody... Nobody asks for what they want. Especially gay. Especially gay males. No gay male is fully masculine. Okay. That's what you have to understand. That's what I've learned down the line. No no gay male, no gay male, you will not sit here and lie to me into my face and argue me 
no male, no gay male is fully masculine. Every gay male has of that, that they're in touch with their feminine ways. And that's what makes you gay. You're in touch with your feminine. What I, you, you, uh, you get what you, I'm saying? I, I mean, you got to fix that. Let me fix it. Because I'm like, <laughs> hold up now. We are in touch more with our feminine ways than we are with our masculine ways. We love differently. We we are different, you know, than our masculine male counterparts, heterosexual males. So that's why I feel like that's what comes into what comes in play of us being gay males because we're more in touch with our feminine ways than most you know heterosexual males are. Cuz if you think about it, heterosexual males they they don't really try to be you know, all lovey and and express love and, you know, things like that because they feel like it makes them soft. You know what I'm saying? And it, it disturbs their ego. So that's why I feel like, you know, I, it's I would different. say that uh, toxic masculinity is that. Absolutely. But, but they have and a lot of... And we talked about that last they, season. Yeah, we did. Toxic, it, toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity is more like that. But I believe, like... Every man is more t- is mm-hmm. somewhat in tune into their mm-hmm. feminine side. I don't think they Not just they necessarily want to express feeling wise, mm-hmm. feeling emotionally wise. They might be more of let mm-hmm. me groom myself. That's mm-hmm. have everything with grooming. But mm-hmm. as far as um, mm-hmm. being gay, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but you know what? Too, I take that back too because I, I now that I'm thinking, I find like most gay males. Okay. They are, if you think about it, they're more doggish than if anything. I mean, I, mean, I don't know about the congregation, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I need you know what? I'm not going to open that I'm can like, of what? worms. But to me, Spill but tea. no, but no. Tea if you think, from the messy uh, Dijon. I mean, right if you now. think about it too, yeah, we are in touch with our feminine ways, but, you know, in a sense too, you know, we know that we are males and we do have those ways of, heterosexual males because mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're men at right. the end of the day right. so we're gonna be men right dogging people out i and think it's more of the emotional cheating side and that, not that being able to two. express feelings and love but that that's getting off topic of the actual roles but to me i feel like i mean if that floats your so boat do if it, you feel do, is it should it be a thing then to me no but i mean if that floats your boat if you feel like that's good enough for you in a balance to have that, then that's fine with you. But I but think for me, eventually, I don't, certain con- if mm-hmm. you are what you are, then eventually mm-hmm. the role plays out in itself. But see like, what I for think. For example, yeah. like um, if you are more in feminine, tune with right. femininity mm-hmm. and not more so cutting the grass, you're going to mm-hmm. be more of like, oh, I'm going to cook for the him. Feminine, I'm going to yeah, make sure the house clean. He can ride mm-hmm. my car to work and stuff like that. Because I. <laughs> I know people like that. Right. But see, yeah. But, but I feel like that'll work for Then they have like the masculine that. they have they have the masculine one that is more into all right, I'ma watch my sports. Like you resemble a little shit. bit of a you mm. might not build nothing, but you're gonna watch your game, yeah, your like football sports. game. You like it, like you're wrestling, like you gonna like wrestling. You're gonna watch it. You're not gonna be like you know, like, ultra like no. Let me turn on right. Golden Girls and watch Lifetime. All but would day. you believe it or not? I hate Real Housewives of Atlanta. I do not like it. See, that's, that's I don't like that. I don't like love and hip hop. And certain ones of the feminine side <laughs> would be more into those reality like shows. Stuff. I don't like that stuff. 
But to me, like I said, I mean, if it, yeah, I mean, if it flows, I think I would have, I think I'm a perfect balance. Yeah, you are. I really think I I'm mean, a perfect balance. Though, it, uh, Dijon, if I have to, like, out of all your relationships, you have played a masculine role. Really? You have. Mm. Uh, we're not going to mention his name because you know I don't like him. But, <laughs> baby, you were the... The 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 husband, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was the husband, oh, baby. God, he definitely was. So long ago. He definitely was. But actually, like long. the last guy that I was talking to, he was more. He portrayed more of a masculine counterpart. And see, then you would have been. And you know, I would have been yeah, more. He like, had me feeling like you know. Why does it <laughs> hurt so? But like and I said, like, Whitney, oh. like I said, if it flows your boat, go ahead. But personally, me, I don't really think it. It don't matter, a but it I is think a thing. A, but I, I don't think it, it a, really should be. I think be a it thing. is a thing. It really like, is a thing. For, like if I would say, like in a in my in my situation, like people would say, "Girl, watch when you get you a man, and he give you that that good job. You go, you gonna be all back into dresses and stuff. You ain't gonna be wearing no heels." And I'm like, baby. If I change, that means that I'm creating a new person of me to fit into what he like. Mm. So if I change, that means something going on with me that I feel self-conscious about that I'm changing myself. Ain't no zig going to change kiss out of not wearing her <laughs> fucking snapback. That's one thing about Period. it. I'm going to wear a snapback with or without the zig, okay? But ain't no... None of that's not going to change. Now, what I said, what I would say, yeah, I probably, in a sense, will come off less aggressive towards a lot of people because that's what having a, a spouse does. Like, when you have somebody, especially somebody that is the opposite of you, you learn from to be a different person. Like, you might, I might get click out just off GP, but my spouse being with a spouse teaching me you don't have to go off all the time Mm -hmm. i might not go off Mm -hmm. so in a sense i'm now playing or and creating a submissive role in a in a a relationship Mm -hmm. so but submission has nothing to do with sexuality both parties have to submit to each other and commit to each other for it to work out that's why you have people like kobe Bryant and his wife living and being married to death do you part for real for real like they this despite all the stuff they've been through they stayed together for a long time because eventually somebody you have to learn from that person and yes. learn from the you relationship even beyonce be s- the great beyonce and jay-z yes. that everybody put they on pedestals they had to learn from their stuff and go through what they went through so they can get to a point mm. where they married for a long time right they've been together for decades Cause if you count nineteen, baby, and it's twenty twenty, ninety nine to twenty is that's about only, to be. They were married for what, like seven years? Mm-mm. How old they is was, Blue? Blue, Blue they, is about eight married, or nine. They got married in '08. So tw- eleven years. Mm-hmm. So eleven years. Yeah, Blue is was born in twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. She, so she is. And then the nine or ten. She ten years old. She just old? had a birthday in okay. January. Okay, so yeah, she either nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, that shit. It's that's just like you said, it it's is. all about. It's all about submission and compromising. Yeah. You're going to do it whether whether if you believe mm-hmm. it should be a thing. It's just going to come naturally 
it, it mm-hmm. depends on who you are too because if you are alpha person you're going to be right. alpha right. throughout I the relationship I, that's not something mm-hmm. that's just going to change but it can change mm-hmm. depending on your love and your mm-hmm. sum, your your compromising and your mm-hmm. submissive ways towards your person who you falling for mm-hmm. the person you falling in love with mm-hmm. that will come mm-hmm. so it will come. But what I want to say to my LGBTQ plus community, um, Elemental PYNC, do not let, you know, roles define your relationships. Right. Balance each other out. And what I mean by balance is Because each if other you're not out. a femme, don't try to force yourself to be a femme. No, I'm not saying that. Balance each other out. You know, take on the roles. You both cook. Mm-hmm. You both cut the grass. You mm-hmm. both do things. You know what I'm saying? Don't just you, you know, One you cooking and cleaning and out. all of that and he doing all that. Do it together. Rotate. You know, don't don't get stuck in that because that's when stuff gets boring. And that's when you And also can't. that's when people start to rely on that person for that right. one particular thing. They're going to always want you and to you do that because you're used to it. Don't right. start something that you can't finish, Right. basically. Right. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about um, what I want to talk about. Well, this was talk. a great show, two-hour and 20-minute show, <laughs> where, we, where we gave y'all all we and talk. nothing but it. We talk. But shout out to everybody. Shout out to Sideburns LL, where you've been for the incredible theme song. Of course, shout out to all our listeners and fans. Of course, if you want to be a feature artist on this show, please submit your music to what's the word 504 at gmail.com. Of course, we got a link in our description to all of our social media platforms where you can get in contact with us. Of course, if you want to follow us on our own personal uh, Instagrams, it's Kiss Calhoun on everything and Dijon. underscore d dot john j-o-n on instagram twitter it's me underscore d john not an e but a three um i don't use snapchat so me either i use but it's kiss Calhoun yeah i use um instagram and twitter so okay. follow me underscore d dot of course follow us on twitter and facebook and all that good <laughs> stuff at yo what's the word um what else? Shout out to Jay but shout out to Jay Badge and um, featuring Flacco the Don with the the uh, song dedication. Shout out to Wu Chapo for the song Bob Marley. I mean, today was an overall great show. It we was. had a great conversation. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you're gonna listen to us, listen to us on Apple Music Podcast. We on Spotify. <laughs> we on Google Play. And we on um, Anchor FM, so it's like not—it's not even a question that you could get to our show. Right. It's no, and we on IGTV. IGTV. So it's no Coming reason to you why you cannot listen to the show because it's everywhere. It's literally. everywhere. Period. So I don't want to hear about you ain't hearing <laughs> our show. Also, you can download the Anchor app or all Spotify app, Apple Play, Apple Podcast, all of them. Get all that because you can follow us on that and subscribe. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we got a lot of new stuff that's about to, we about to revamp our whole YouTube channel and have y'all so y'all can see us for a change because I know y'all been asking like, who is Kiss Girl? Who is these beautiful faces. Like, yeah, we're going to show y'all in a whole new light. Um, Of course, while for the dude, this was episode twenty. Two, um, PTSD of of season two of What's the Word, and we thank y'all. You're me. (laughs) Peace and love.